Welcome to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. As I said, this is the second episode in a series of two about jurors. This case is going to be dealing with a direction given to jurors who are in deliberation. It's called a black direction after the name of the case that it came from. I'm extremely fortunate to record this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal, Ngunnawal and Ngambri people, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present, as well as acknowledging that sovereignty was never ceded. As promised, today I'm going to be talking to you about the Black Direction, which came into my mind when I read the judgment of Her Honour Chief Justice McCallum in the matter of DPP and Layman. And that decision you can find 2022 ACT SC 296. Now, in that decision, as you will remember from yesterday's episode of the podcast, Her Honour decided that she needed to discharge an individual juror and then the balance of the jury as well, which effectively aborts this trial and necessitates a retrial at some stage. Now, in this judgment, Her Honour mentioned that the jury was deliberating and she says, at the time they were discharged, the jury was still deliberating following my giving them a black direction on Tuesday afternoon, Black and the Queen, 1993, HCA 71 or 179 CLR 44. So I thought, hmm, I'm a little rusty. I don't know what a black direction is and I don't suppose many people reading this judgment will know what it is either. So I thought, if you're interested, if you've heard anything about this judgment, you might be wondering what a black direction is. So I will be doing you the most excellent favour of explaining that today. What's a black direction, I hear you asking? Well, it's a direction that arises from a High Court of Australia case. Now, the judgment in this matter was given by Chief Justice Mason and Justices Brennan, Dean, Dawson and McHugh. And the matter was Black and the Queen, 1993, 179 CLR 44. The decision was given on the 22nd of December 1993. So it was a goodly long time ago. It was a criminal law matter. It was in relation to the jury who had difficulty in reaching a verdict. In New South Wales, a direction was given to the jury and, in effect, it made its way up to the High Court and the High Court had to look at the direction and think about whether it was appropriate. I'll give you a little bit of background into the facts. So this was a matter where the appellant, Black, had been charged with arson, two counts, fires in September 1986 and November 1987. He had a trial in the district court and there was a jury involved. He had a second trial with a jury for his second charge because they were actually heard separately. He was convicted in each. He appealed against his convictions in each of them and that appeal was dismissed by the New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeal and then it found itself getting special leave to be appealed in the High Court of Australia. Interestingly, one of the features of at least one of these trials is that police alleged that the appellant admitted to the offence but 
They didn't have a record of it. They didn't make any effort to write this down and get him to adopt the statement in writing. This is the sort of thing that used to be referred to as a verbal, where the police would allege that something had been said verbally, but it wasn't then recorded or, if not recorded actually at the time, audio recording, it was not then adopted in a written statement by the accused person. So that's sort of what we're dealing with historically at the time of these trials. Now, the judges of the High Court went through a whole bunch of different directions that were being given in different jurisdictions around Australia, which is a very hot clue that that's the reason why they thought special leave should be granted in this matter. Basically, there were a whole different ways that juries were being instructed and these directions were not always particularly helpful. It was thought that some of them were a touch too heavy-handed and that they might think jurors, they might make jurors think that they had to compromise on their actual views in order to avoid public expense and to just give in to expedience and reach a verdict even when it wasn't one that they honestly felt. So that's the background and now I'll tell you what their honours feel is appropriate for courts to be saying when there is a jury deliberating. So get ready, get excited. You're going to be hearing paragraph 15 of the judgment in this matter. This is the black direction. Here we go. Members of the jury, I have been told that you have been not able to reach a verdict so far. I have the power to discharge you from giving a verdict, but I should only do so if I am satisfied that there is no likelihood of genuine agreement being reached after further deliberation. Judges are usually reluctant to discharge a jury because experience has shown that juries can often agree if given more time to consider and discuss the issues. But if, after calmly considering the evidence and listening to the opinions of other jurors, you cannot honestly agree with the conclusion of other jurors, you must give effect to your own view of the evidence. Each of you has sworn or affirmed that you will give a true verdict according to the evidence. This is an important responsibility. You must fulfil it to the best of your ability. Each of you takes into the jury room your individual experience and wisdom, and you are expected to judge the evidence fairly and impartially in that light. You also have a duty to listen carefully and objectively to the views of every one of your fellow jurors. You should calmly weigh up one another's opinions about the evidence and test them by discussion. Calm and objective discussion of the evidence often leads to a better understanding of the differences of opinion which you may have and may convince you that your original opinion was wrong. That is not, of course, to suggest that you can, consistently with your oath or affirmation as a juror, Join in a verdict if you do not honestly and genuinely think that it is the correct one. Experience has shown that often juries are able to agree in the end if they are given more time to consider and discuss the evidence. For that reason, judges usually request juries to re-examine the matters on which they are in disagreement and to make a further attempt to reach a verdict before they may be discharged. So, in the light of what I have already said, I ask you to retire again and see whether you can reach a verdict. And that, my friends, 
is a black direction. So in the context of the current case, DPP and Lehrman, we know that Her Honor gave such a direction to the jury only a few days ago. If you find yourself with a spare 140 minutes and you want to feel frustrated, please avail yourself of the opportunity to watch Joe's Jury, that's J-O-H, as in the former Queensland Premier Joe Bjorki-Peterson. It's a movie about the jury deliberations in his trial and as someone who wants to believe in the integrity of the justice system and in the usefulness of juries, it is a difficult watch. You can find that by Googling Joe's Jury, that's J-O-H's Jury, and you'll be able to find that on the internet available to watch. If you don't feel like being extremely frustrated though, I think give it a miss, watch something nice, do something that you enjoy. But it's a really interesting snapshot of a particular time in Australian history and politics. So if you were wondering, what do you get for the jury who has everything but can't decide? Well, you get them a black direction. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. Look after yourselves and have a great day.